Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm Mara Kimthias. I host this podcast and still work a successful and fulfilling 9 to 5. My guests are content creators just a bit ahead of you. You will hear about their struggles and wins, learn from their mistakes so that you can avoid making them. So grab a cup of spicy chai and let's get started. One advice you would give to creators starting on LinkedIn. Have a clear plan for what you want to say and how you're going to achieve that objective and when you know that you've achieved that objective. Love that. One advice you would give to creators who are starting writing for the first time. Have models to follow, even imitate in the beginning if you want. Ultimately, that's how you develop your own style. When I started, I had, there were certain things I still hear in my head when I'm writing that I'm emulating, certain voices. And I think it's good to try to develop your sense of those voices and let it come out in your writing. Love that. One advice you would give to creators starting to speak on social media. Don't be intimidated by the fact you can't necessarily always see the audience or feel the audience. It can be a little bit weird when you're starting out and all you, and your main function is to just look at the camera there. <laughs> by the way, remember to keep looking at the camera. I would say that's number one. Yeah. But don't be thrown by the fact that you don't have people around you who you don't see. You can develop a sense of audience within you so that you can feel them even as you're speaking. And that should be your goal. Love it. What's one thing you wish you had known when you started posting on LinkedIn? That the algorithm would be finicky and that they would change it from time to time because you put a lot of thought into promoting something and then you learn, wow, I'm really not supposed to be posting more often than 18 hours apart. Oh, Here I that's thought, so weird. <laughs> yeah. That's the newest algorithm change. Uh... And you have to know what you're doing because it will punish you if you go overboard in your efforts to build more of a name for yourself. Wow. Good to know. What's one thing you wish you had known when you started public speaking? That audiences are changeable, that the way you feel one day is not going to be the way you're going to feel the next day. And no matter how often I do it, I'm always impressed by that, that I have things I thought would be resonating may not be resonating the same way at the same moment. But the thing is that you become more comfortable with doing it so that you can kind of change on the fly. I agree. You do become more comfortable. What's one thing you wish you had known when you started creating audios? That you don't have to have a voice with a big, like a big bass drum, like a radio announcer. <laughs> when I was a kid, we, my father loved to play radio, Toronto radio station CFRB. And this was in the days when it was more of your family news voice. It was more a kind of a home for people with voices like big bass drums. And maybe in some way I thought, well, gee, if I don't sound like a radio announcer, can I really be a speaker? But the fact is, it's not about the voice. It's about the heart and the energy you put into it, the connection you create with the audience. And all that comes from just wanting to be there for them. Love it. Having good intentions, like you said. What is the one common myth about being a creator on LinkedIn that you want to debunk? That it's easy. <laughs> It might come more easily to some people than others because of my background as a, a news person who's been, who has been writing every day, sometimes writing three articles a day, wow. five days a week for a living. I'm more used to how I feel when I know that I have to crank material out. It's like I go, I flip a switch and I go into production mode. People who are inexperienced may feel at sea thinking, gosh, where am I going to get my ideas from? How do I do this? But there's many kinds of ways you get ideas. And one way is by repurposing things you've already done and just kind of updating them and letting your new ideas inform them. And so they become almost kind of like a whole new post. Yeah, love that. I love repurposing posts as well. What is the one common myth about being uh, an audio speaker that you want to debunk? 
that what you say isn't going to have impact on someone somewhere. You never really know how your words are going to be heard or interpreted by people out there. You may make some comment that you thought was completely innocent. You may not have thought that, wow, I didn't really have my best game that day. And someone hears it and it changes their life. That's happened to me numerous times where people said, you said such and such. And I just wanted you to know that that made a big difference to me. I've had people come up to me who recognized me from video things I've done or performances I've given. And they, they'd said to me, I just want you to know that you made a huge impact on me. And I had no idea. So you have no idea how what you're putting out may be changing the life of somebody out there, hopefully in a good way. I love it. What's one common myth about being a public speaker that you want to debunk? That speaking has to be something that's very stiff and formal and kind of from the days of Abraham Lincoln. It isn't quite like that. It's more a kind of speaking with intention where there is an organization to it and there's a mission in it. But ultimately, people should just feel they've spent a day in a conversation with another human being. Love it. What are one to three mistakes you wish you had avoided as a LinkedIn creator? One, writing too long because I can be verbose and I have to put the reins on that. Number two, trying, being a little slow to try certain other outreaches. It took me a while to actually be doing videos on LinkedIn. In the beginning, I was just doing prose because I myself was had my own bouts with anxiety about being fear, afraid that my imperfections were going to be frozen enough for all time to see. I had to get by that. And number three, I would say, Again, just realizing that if you didn't get views on, on something like LinkedIn, that didn't mean that you weren't engaging, you weren't resonating. Because I found many times that the people who actually seek me out to coach them are folks who were following me all along, but I'd never heard from them. They were what you call lurkers. So my lurkers yeah. sometimes are my best customers. Same. What are one to three mistakes you wish you had avoided as a public speaker? I think in the beginning... I didn't try to go broadly enough. To certain audiences, you have to understand, are going to be turned off by certain topics. For example, I had a great speech when I was speaking for a member-run public speaking club, which was about, I, I once hiked to the top of the wrong mountain. I literally had set out to, to be on one mountain, and I wound up on the top of another mountain, looking at the Very top of the mountain I thought I was hiking to. Well, the audience, it didn't resonate because, well, not everybody hikes to the top of mountains. So although I thought it was kind of a funny tail and had kind of a human lesson in it, which was like, kind of know where you're going. It put them off. It, it, it bombed unbelievably. And that was a total surprise. So that's, you have to understand that sometimes you have to go a lot more broadly than you realize. Love it. What are one to three mistakes you wish you had avoided on audio? Well, I think one day I didn't have a cup of water with me and then I was coughing all the way through it. Uh, now I try to make that a, a, a something I do. I, I have a cup of warm water. I usually put some honey in it nice. and maybe I put tea in there too, just so I have a kind of a consoling little drink to help me along the way if I get if I get into a coughing jag. I do the same thing. Just two more questions. What is something people spend too much time on that others should skip entirely when it comes to LinkedIn? They spend too much time, I think, again, worrying about the views mm. because views don't mean anything. You can have like 100,000 views and not one actual client coming out of it. Somebody is actually going to be a customer. Right. So I think that can be misleading and you mustn't allow yourself to be misled. And the other thing, we said one to three things, correct? Yeah. I, I think trying to be influenced too much by the influencers can be a mistake. Like you see these people have followings, you know, millions and millions and millions of people. And you think, gosh, 
Why can't I be like them? Well, first of all, everybody trods a different path in this life. You, if that's what you really want, you may get there someday, but that's not the only model. If you just want to have a successful business, you can do fine having a smaller group you know, of a few thousand followers and, and do just fine. So don't be somebody else's, wow, they're doing so much better than I am. That's just crap. Don't buy into that. That's just leading you down a rabbit hole that you don't want to be going down into. And then finally, number three would be, what's the third thing? Something people spend too much time on LinkedIn that others should skip entirely. Well, I think being afraid to do videos, I think you really need to have a video out there and, and you have to push yourself to go through that comfort zone. And I'd recommend get a coach. This is the person you need to help you face the fear, hold your hand, get you through the looking glass so that when you emerge on the other side, wow, I don't, why didn't I do this sooner? It can happen. I love it. And what's the biggest, most expensive mistake you have ever made? Hmm. Well, I have to admit, I went on vacation recently and I said, I'm not going to take any calls. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, I got somebody wanted to have a call with me. And I said, no, no, I'm on. Because I really was going crazy just trying to get ready for the vacation because I was trying to juggle everything else that was going on. So I didn't make a call. But it turned out when I got back and tried to pick up the conversation and said, oh, well, it's okay. We found another coach. So I think now, even when I say I'm on vacation, I'm still going to leave it open where I could possibly take a call. That's fair. That's fair. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Michael. That was all the questions for today. That was terrific. I've enjoyed this very much. Well, beautiful. It is my hope that this podcast has inspired you to create your own podcast. Remember, you don't have to quit your 95 to do it. And if you found value in this podcast, you're going to love my free training video on how you can get started today. DM me the word Ficey Chai on LinkedIn and I'll send it over to you. Until then, lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful.